You are tampering with forces you can't understand. We have major corporations sponsoring this event. You are tuned in to the Fantasy Wire HQ Quick Cast. Today's show is brought to you by Full Time Fantasy, home of the Fantasy Football World Championships. We're also a proud member of the Full Time Fantasy Network. Check them out online at fulltimefantasy.com. All right, welcome to the show today. We've got a good one on tap. I am Frank B. in the Fantasy Wire HQ studios. Give me a follow on Twitter at Fantasy Wire HQ. You can bookmark the website, fantasywirehq.com. Got the quick cast today for week 10 of the NFL season. I am changing it up from here on out of the season. <laughs> Nothing major, but moving forward, what I'm going to do is feature the Wire Watch Games of the week. That's three ga- three games every week that I post on Twitter. And then I'm also going to profile the DFS quick sheet for all you FanDuel and DraftKings heads out there. I've got a lot of requests for that, so I want to feature that as well. And as always, the quick cast is going to stay designed to get you everything you need in under 30 minutes. It's a no-edit freestyle podcast I put out there each week, just like we're hanging out talking football at the bar. So like I said, week 10 is here. Hopefully you guys got some teams in contention for playoffs in fantasy. I've got a few that are not. I've got a few that are. So lots of stuff to do pretty much at the halfway point here. So it's either make some blockbuster trades to stay in it, revamp your team, get rid of the dead weight. A lot of players are not what we thought they were going to be this year. Others have come out of nowhere as they typically do. But uh, best fantasy nugget advice for this week is if you roll down your, your league, look at your teams that are in last place, Scroll through their rosters and see if there's anybody that you can trade for, anybody that's on your roster they would want, and try to come up with a fair trade. Make o- I, I took about three teams, and I've made them over. I got rid of about four, probably four guys on each one, and just get get a new bench in there, just something. I need. I can't keep the same team intact. It, it's got to get changed out. So wait, hit the waivers, make some good choices out there. Don't get suckered in for the flash in the pan guys. And then week to week, when you set your rosters, don't tinker with the lineups. Don't change it a million times. Don't window shop players. Just lock it in, set it and forget it. Go with your gut. That's always the uh, the best advice I can give here. So with that, let's get started and take a look at some of the games. You are looking live. The Bills and the Cardinals. Of course, you're going to start your D-hop. Murray, right? You're always going to start those guys. But I like Christian Kirk this week, too. He's gone over 20 fantasy points in uh, his past three contests. Touchdowns five times in that span. The volume has increased. I like that. Eight targets in his last two games. I don't know if the pace continues, right? It's hard to say with the offense. they got a lot of weapons. But I think he's carved himself out a decent role in that offense. So I like Kirk. Chase Edmonds, too. Drake should be out. So... He had 28 touches without Kenyon Drake in Week 9. I don't care what the final numbers were, you know, in that game. I'm still starting him again as long as Drake is out. And then on the Bills side, obviously, you're going to start Josh Allen, Diggs, right? I think I'm about done with Cole Beasley. I've been pushing him for the past two weeks. He had primo matchups. He really didn't deliver in either of them. Um, The Bills running backs, if you look at those guys here, Moss and Singletary, I think the Bills want to run more this week. For whatever reason, you don't want to have another shootout. I don't know if the Bills, they can hang. We know that. 
with Josh Allen, but you'd think they want to run the ball a little more this week and commit to a ground game, keep Kyler Murray off the field. I think Moss is a safe play regardless because the guy, he's got key catches, he's got red zone looks, his scoring chances are always high. Devin Singletary, he's had less than seven fantasy points in four of the last five games. Is he due for a decent showing if they you know, choose to stick to the ground game? I'd hope so. But if you look at the numbers, Zach Moss is out-snapped Singletary in back-to-back weeks. I don't, I don't think you drop him, right? But he just has not done much at all on the roster. Next game up, uh, Colts-Titans. I think this is Thursday night, I believe. Ryan Tannehill started off strong. Whoo! Now he is just meh. He's going under 20 fantasy points in three straight games. The Colts defense is no joke. I don't think another, you know, I think it's another sub-21 point performance for Tannehill this week. Jonu Smith, another guy. Oh, my God. who Nobody was higher on him in the offseason than me. His declining target share is pretty concerning. Uh, I don't know where it's going, what's happening. He's averaging one and a half catches over the last four games. He's pretty much reliant on a touchdown to get you anything in fantasy. This week, I think it's really tough for him against the Colts. They're the toughest defense against tight ends this year. So Smith, I'd, I'd fade him. Michael Pittman, I did like what I saw from him against the Ravens. He saw seven targets, four receptions, 56 yards in week nine, all either tied or marked career highs for the rookie. He was one snap off of the team lead in targets among the uh, wide receivers. So 87% of Indy's offensive snaps, I like that number. That's music to my ears. Over the last four weeks, the Titans have allowed the most receptions and second most receiving yards to wide receivers. So you got to love that. Awesome. Jonathan Taylor, he scores last week, but man, that fumble. Woo, they right yanked him. The matchup seems to favor Jonathan Taylor to me when I look at it. The Titans can get run on. I think Taylor's got a good bruising style for that. He's got to hold on to, you know, ball security. Obviously, he's always number one. But I like his style over Jordan Wilkins, Hines. Um, Hines and Wilkins are just, those are two boomer bust backs. And you can, you're rolling the dice when you put them in your lineup each week. I'd stick with Taylor. I'm not going to be done with him this week. I'd put him right back in the lineup as a flex, low-end running back. Somewhere in your roster, I do want a share of him this week in fantasy. The Panthers and the Bucks, a little NFC South action. Everybody's trying to keep pace with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, he throws for 367 against the Bucks back in week two, but he couldn't find the end zone. So is this the week he does it? I think it very well could be. Give him one at least, right? The Bucks are reeling. I don't think they're that bad. I think that was just a bad game, bad showing. Um, they can come back to earth and, and be the Bucks this week. Tom Brady's averaged 13.3 fantasy points over four of his last five games. Woo! Like I said, I think this Sunday was just a, a one-off. The Bucks take on the Panthers here, so it's a defense that has allowed an average of 22 points to opposing quarterbacks over the last four games. Brady kind of struggled with them back in week two. I think he barely put up 10 points. I think he can get back on the horse. He's, he's more into the offense that was week two. He's still feeling things out, getting into the new offense. I think he's getting more comfortable now, and I think he can have a good game this week. And Antonio Brown, 
he's getting more volume than than I thought that first game, right? Does it pay off with a with a rebound game where he bounces in for a touchdown, three to six grabs maybe? It's hard to say in the offense. You got Evans, Godwin, Brown. Everybody's in there together now. Gronk. So I'd say he's got to be good for three to five catches and a touchdown this week. We'll see how it plays out. The Bucks running backs. The Panthers allow the fifth most fantasy points, fourth most rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. Fournette has outsnapped Jones in each of the Bucks' past three games, 14-plus attempts in two of those games. So both running backs found the end zone against Carolina in Week 2. I think there's no reason to think they can't do it again. Curtis Samuel, he's an interesting play in fantasy this week. I've been getting a lot of buzz on him. Since Week 7, he's the wide receiver 6 in fantasy at 21 points per game, almost 22. He looks like a, a weekly flex play to me. I'm always going to put him in a flex spot. His matchup for this week, it's not jaw-dropping, right? It's tough. The Bucks surrender the sixth-fewest p- points per game to opposing wideouts, but if you look at Curtis Samuel, his usage rate of late is going to keep him out of that bust category because McCaffrey's going to be out again. I think Samuel can get back into the end zone, whether it's rushing or receiving, and I think they utilize him this week because before McCaffrey came back, he was hot. He was heating up. Caffrey comes back, obviously he's the stud, he's the centerpiece of the offense, but if he's out again, it's Davis and Samuel, I think, are keys to this game. And speaking of Davis, he was good for McCaffrey, you know, in that time being. I think the Bucks are going to swarm the run, right? They're going to shut down that run. They can contain him there, but I think they're going to use him ultimately out of the backfield, and as a receiver, that's where his value will come in for fantasy. Well, now... Let's jump to some DFS stuff. So each week on the daily fantasy slate of things, I'm going to go with some FanDuel picks and DraftKing picks. I'm going to put three categories out there. One are bank plays. These are studs. These are high-priced guys. These are ones you can either put a few or one into a lineup and maybe build it around them. Um, Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. Just keep it simple. My picks... This week, I've got Deshaun Watson in there, averaging 22 points a game, almost 23. He's going up against Cleveland, ranks 23rd. Fandle, you can pick him up, 83. DraftKings, 69, $6,900. I like Watson this week. I'm going to try to build a few lineups around him, maybe stack him with Cooks is a real nice one. Running back, I've got Aaron Jones. He's averaging about 19, 20 points a game. Hitting the Jaguars at the 27th ranked against the run. I love him this week. He's 8,800 and 7,100 on DraftKings. Devontae Adams, you want every piece of him you can get, right? He's the second most targeted player on that offense behind... um, No, he is. I'm sorry. Apologies. He's facing the third worst defense. I love Adams this week. 9,500 on FanDuel. 9,000 on DraftKings. Him and Rodgers, you can stack together. Be incredible. Awesome. And a tight end, Darren Waller. Consistent volume. He leads the Raiders pass catchers with 10 targets in Week 9. He scored four touchdowns on five targets inside the red zone this year. I love Waller at the tight end spot. He's averaging almost 11 fantasy points. Um 7,000 on FanDuel, 5,900 on DraftKings. He's a steal there. Cooper Cup for the Rams. The Seahawks allow 51.8 
more passing yards per game than any other team in the league. I'm going to fire up Cup. Not a lot of people have been talking about him. He's averaging 11, 12 fantasy points a game. Seattle, like I said, 32nd ranked. He's on FanDuel for 7,700. DraftKings, 6,900. The next category I've got on the DFS slate is value. Value plays. These are guys that are good value for where they're sitting in price and salary on the FanDuel and DraftKings apps. Quarterback, I got Derek Carr averaging about 17 fantasy points a game. He's going up against Denver, 26th rank. He's on FanDuel at 6,900 and DraftKings 54. And you look at Derek Carr, he's Denver has surrendered. He's going up against the Broncos. Denver has surrendered an average of 281 passing yards over the same span, 10th most in the NFL. Opposing quarterbacks have logged three touchdown performances against the Broncos in back-to-back weeks. So I think Carr can go off this week. Not scared of what he did. You know, the the Aggie laid in Cleveland. That's a weather game. There's a lot more going on there. Um, but I think Carr gets it done. Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team, averaging almost 12 fantasy points, going to get up against the 32nd-ranked Detroit Lions. He's on FanDuel at 6,100. DraftKings, 5,600. Gibson, he's got a great matchup. He splits with McKissick, but that really doesn't hurt much because he's got the touchdown potential, the PPR. He's catching more out of the backfield. I love Gibson. T. Higgins, Bengals, and uh, Steelers here, averaging about 12 points a game. 24th-ranked Pittsburgh Steelers against the pass. If you look at Higgins, okay, you got Boyd, Green, Mixon. I know you, you know all the names, right? It's crowded, but he is so consistent. He has surpassed 60 receiving yards in five consecutive games. He can get in the end zone this week. The volume is always there with Joe Burrow. I know the Steelers are tough. They just laid the egg. I mean, they got the win, but that was a big laying of an egg here on national TV against the Cowboys. They're obviously going to play harder. I'm not an idiot, but I still like Higgins. They're going to probably focus on Boyd, Mixon, or Geo, whoever's back there. And uh, he's on FanDuel at 6,100. DraftKings, 5,500. Tight end, I like Eric Ebron. We watched him against Dallas. Beautiful touchdown. That was an incredible score. He scored touchdowns and back-to-back games. The Bengals allow the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, their six touchdowns surrendered to the position ties for third most in the NFL. All have come within the last five weeks. Ebron's averaging about seven to eight fantasy points a game. Cincinnati, good matchup, 5,400 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings. He's a good one if you want to spend heavier at the top with running backs or wide receivers, plug him in at tight end. I think that's a great play. Curtis Samuel, we talked about him. His involvement, like I said, going back in the rushing game, that makes him interesting. Uh, He had that nine-catch outing in week nine, and McCaffrey's out. Maybe he gets some carries. Maybe he gets some catches. And he's had rushing touchdowns in back-to-back games before McCaffrey came back. So keep that in mind. Ten points a game. Tampa Bay's ranked 10th. Tough matchup, but I I still think he can get it done. 5,700 FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings. Then I always like to feature a game stack. And if you play single games in fantasy, sometimes I think I've, I've had some pretty good success playing games. Just pick one game out of the slate and go with it. Play the guys. I did a good one. I got 50 bucks off that Cardinals and Seahawks one a while back. 
Games like that, right? So this week, the feature stack is Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a great game. Quarterback, you can go Roethlisberger or Burrow. Doesn't matter. Burrow's 7,200 FanDuel, 5,700 on DraftKings. He's averaging about 20 points per game. The numbers say, right, the Steelers' pass defense is having issues. We saw it against the Cowboys. They're going to be motivated to play better after that big scare, but you can't ignore Joe Burrow and the volume with this guy, right? Plus, he's fresh off a bye week. He's had two weeks to prepare for a division rival. They know the team. I'm not worried about Burrow this week. It's going to be tough, but um, the volume is always there with this guy. James Conner, 13 points. He kind of, you know, he stunk against the Dallas Cowboys, but Cincinnati's ranked 23rd. I like him this week to rebound 7,600 on FanDuel, 6,900 on DraftKings. Tyler Boyd, he is a consistent fantasy starter in any format. He averages about seven receptions, eight targets per game this season. I like him. Averaging about 14 fantasy points a game, 6,700 on FanDuel, 67 FanDuel, 6,400 DraftKings. Eric Ebron, we just talked about him. And then at the flex, I'd plug in Claypool. If you can put Claypool in there, averaging about 12 to 13 fantasy points a game, 6,100 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. They're gonna move, they've got to move him around this week, inside and outside, get him into some matchups, get him into the end zone. I can see him going for like a six for 60, maybe more kind of fantasy line here. Give him a touchdown. I think he'll be just fine this week. 6,100 FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. So that's going to wrap up this quick cast for week 10. Good luck to all of you in your fantasy matchups this week. If you've got any lineup questions, players, any scenarios, starts and sits, if you're looking at your roster, you want to know who to keep rest of the season, any kind of question, hit me up on Twitter anytime at FantasyWireHQ. And until then... Yeah, all right, this press conference is over. Go away. No, it's over, pal. It's over.